This is Peppa Pig Theme Park News Today. I'm Tom Corliss. Here now are the top Peppa Pig theme park stories for January 13, 2022. Of course, we're just over a month away from the opening of the world's first Peppa Pig theme park. And as the park prepares to open, they've released a new look at the park's junior coaster, Daddy Pig's Roller Coaster. There's a small kiddie coaster featuring Daddy Pig himself at the front of the train. Daddy Pig's Roller Coaster is described as follows on the park's website, quote, Take your fun family day to the next level when you join Daddy Pig on an unexpected adventure ride in his newly cleaned red car. But watch out, Mr. Bull is digging up the road and Daddy Pig knows a shortcut. This is a my first roller coaster experience for the whole family. That's not to be missed. And don't forget to fasten your seatbelt. We, I don't know about you at home, but I can't wait to ride this. Uh, Tom, Tom, we're recording this show. You're on the wrong day. We do this on Friday. It's Thursday. We're doing WW News tonight. What was that? What are, what are we doing? This is the wrong show. Tonight is WW News Tonight. I wore this stupid shirt, and this isn't even the show. We're, we're not even recording PPTPNT? Uh, yep. We're doing 400 of these news todays a week. I'm supposed to keep these straight? I don't even, what, which show are we recording tonight? What's on? News Tonight. What, how does that one go? Is that the one, the future is what you make it to make? No, nope. that's, that's UPNT. This one, uh, oh yeah. You've read WDW News Today. Now it's time for WDW News Tonight, and I'm in this stupid shirt for it. Live from WDWNT Celebration near the Walt Disney World Resort, it's WDW News Tonight with Tom Corliss and Nicholas Cicero. Tonight, rejected Walt Disney World 50th anniversary food. We continue our countdown of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World. Who wants to win a lot of core bucks and more? I'm Nicholas Cicero. Now, here's your host, Tom Corliss. <laughs> Love it. Can't wait to go. They forgot how to run audio under you after you missed a week. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> did you, you survive the dopey challenge? I, I did, eighth year. There you Feeling go. good. Eight, you can clap. Best one ever. You can clap for Nick missing the show so he could run. It was great to be back. They were in it again. Well, we missed last year. Last year was canceled, so. That's the year right, before, yeah. they, it was so hot, they cut the great race courses that's right. down. So it's been a while since that's we right. did the full, yeah. You got your medals, though, when they cut the course down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, wasn't leaving without my medals. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, well, hello, I'm Tom Corliss, and I'm getting in line for a figment popcorn bucket as soon as this is over. Yeah. We're going. Please hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're really enjoying this nonsense, you can leave a super chat. Your donations will be used to buy said figment popcorn bucket. <laughs> of course. We're honest. We're honest here at WWNT. Oh, yeah. And at PPTPNT, obviously. Yeah. Our newest endeavor. Today we launched uh, Disneyland News Today on YouTube. We launched Peppa Pig News Today. That's or that's tomorrow. I guess I guess later tomorrow. I don't know. It's going to be I'm fun. really excited for Daddy Pig's roller coaster. Oh, so excited. 
So excited, Daddy Pig's the best. Gonna be riding that pig all day long. You're not riding the pig, you're riding his newly washed red car. Oh yeah. Newly washed red oh, car. Yeah. Um, we're gonna release this in the wigs at some Great. point. I just want people to know in recording that cold open tonight, there were like 47 takes. Oh yeah. Because I could not get through Peppa Pig theme park, mm -hmm. Mr. Bull, Daddy Pig. Like, Lots we of peas. Yeah. Did not go well. There was, there was a lot of takes, and that's why we opened the doors late tonight, <laughs> because we were still doing that. Anyway. You ready? We got, we got uh, two episodes to episode 200. That's it. Wow. Big show, January yeah. 27th, coming Looking up. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. And now the news. News. Brought to you by the WDWNT Interglobe Society. CEO Bob Chapek has outlined his goals for the next century of the Walt Disney Company in a new memo to cast. This guy ain't going to make it through this year. He's worried about the next hundred? <laughs> really? Jeez. He pointed... <laughs> Thank you. He pointed to three specific pillars. These are his three pillars. Uh, storytelling, excellence, innovation, and relentless focus on the audience. Unless the audience is really far away and you have a party on Friday night. Then, <laughs> you know, then you focus on that. Focus on that. JPEG thanked cast members for weathering the pandemic, you know, the one where he took half a salary while firing 32,000 of them. He thanked them for that. And uh, he said that over the last two years, Disney continued to tell the world's best stories, uh, like the one where Scarlett Johansson sued them, the one where people fought on a ferry boat, <laughs> the one where the guy drank water fountain at Disney Springs. He drank out of the fountain and he was trespassed and fired. I'm sorry, those were. Those are our best stories of the last two years. I apologize. I apologize. I got that. I got that wrong. So, what are your pillars, Tom? Do you have any pillars? What are my my pillars? Are yeah. popcorn buckets, <laughs> pattern shirts, and mugs. Yes, it's a good foundation. Can't go wrong. Those are my those are my three pillars. <laughs> uh, storytelling excellent is what make, makes Disney so unique. Yeah. Nope, this was all deleted. This is an old version of the script that's in here. That's great. Let's go back to the Peppa Pig one. That one went more smoothly. That one went more, yeah. <laughs> Just do PPTPNT. I'm going to go to the paper. Let's go to the paper, shall we? Here we go. People want to hear about the pig roller coaster. Not this stuff. Daddy pig. Get this out of here. You can't hear it at home. There's a daddy pig chant going through the, the crowd here tonight. <laughs> no? All right. One, one person was, was going with me, and the rest were like, no. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Are you did you catch up? You don't know where I am? Neither do I. <laughs> Only the day. <laughs> this is like old times. I remember I used to uh, do this. Yeah, I know where we are, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> Eric said, we're here. This is where we are. Uh, <laughs> up to my job. Only the day after Disney's Magical Express was completely ended, Mirrors Connect raised... Uh, their prices of their express service, express service previously known as premium service, Nick, promises little to no wait. It was $200 for four guests. Now it's $250. Uh, not to be outdone, Nick's Maxi Van also raised its premium service price to $250 this week. So that's $2.50 yeah. Yeah. for their well, premium service. Gas went up. I have to, have to take care of things, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the, the foot baths. Yeah. There's a shortage of foot baths. I had to right clean now. those out eventually. We're, it's really hard to get a DVD of We're Back currently. <laughs> There's been a worldwide shortage of We're Back DVDs, <laughs> I think. 
There we go. We'll take it from here. I don't know. There might be some jokes you're missing, but we'll see what happens. Standard service prices for Mears Connect remain the same at $16 for adults, $13.50 for a child for a one-way trip. I saw some people complaining that these prices were too high. Yeah, these people were not from New York or New Jersey where crossing the bridge costs that much. <laughs> none of those people. Internal hiring has begun for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind as the new roller coaster approaches the summer opening. Uh, I've heard the opening teams for Rise and Remy are both very excited to jump to another attraction that'll have boarding groups. They're very excited <laughs> to do that again. You do get a cool jacket, though. Opening team jacket. Yeah, yeah it really makes up for the people berating you <laughs> all day. It really makes up for it. Arebus Brothers released a new Cinderella Castle figure this week. It's, uh, it can be yours for just $250,000. Yeah. Keep those super chats coming. Quarter? That's what we're using the super chats for. We need a lot of super chats tonight. A lot. Uh, it's a quarter of a million dollars. I don't want to say the real estate market in Orlando is crazy right now, but shortly after listing it, Arebus Brothers had 11 showings that received four cash offers. <laughs> <laughs> People want to live in, in the Crystal Castle. Disney announced their lineup for the 2022 Garden Rocks Concert Series, running from March 4th to June 20th. Features many bands playing music your parents used to have sex to. <laughs> I don't know. The, the rhythm of Hey There, Delilah just doesn't make sense for that. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can. Local bees. Yeah. <laughs> Local bees. As opposed to bees from far away. Local bees mm. are being used to help clean up the Walt Disney World gingerbread displays. Not only do the bees thrive on the sugars from the royal icing that are left behind on the wooden support structures, but according to Disney HR, they don't have a union, work for free, and don't complain about the working conditions. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for the announcement of the Disney Bee Program coming in 2023. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they also, Flamingo Crossing, there's another house just for them, a smaller one. Construction has begun next to Woody's Lunchbox at Hollywood Studios. The quick service location is believed to be getting a much-needed expanded seating area, finally. Uh, this will be, however, less convenient than sitting on the floor next to the garbage can, as I've heard that's where the Wi-Fi hotspot is. So, you know, if you want the faster lightning lanes, you've got to sit on the floor next to the garbage can. <laughs> that wasn't even in here. Are there better jokes on that paper? Yeah, all the good ones are on here. Oh, okay. This is why we never oh, get to them. Okay. They're always they're okay. on the they're on the paper. Everyone's favorite scene-stealing, summer-loving snowman will return to Hollywood Studios this weekend as Olaf will be available for character sightings at Celebrity Spotlight beginning on the fifteenth. Still remaining far from the Celebrity Spotlight, though, Josh Gad. Aww. What do you mean, aw? Aw. He's okay. And the Book of Mormon is Return of the Jedi. That man. Yeah, there we go. That's, that was one of his earliest things, the Book of Mormon. It's a great musical. You should watch it. Unless you're Mormon. Probably don't watch it. <laughs> Scowling and grinning. We have a lot. Of, I think we have a big Mormon audience, probably. I don't know. Huh. I've never. YouTube doesn't break down those, those st statistics. I'm not sure. Scaffolding and scrim were erected atop Toad Hall this week at Disneyland, causing Eric to have a heart attack. Don't worry, Eric. The Olaf weather vane is probably unrelated. Oh. It'll, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. 
Disneyland Paris shared a photo of a new spirit jersey available today in anticipation of their 30th anniversary. The back of the spirit jersey says Disneyland Paris. has a large print of the 30th logo on the right shoulder, uh, right below the cigarette pocket. That doesn't get worse, Joe. That was, that should have had it. Darius hit the button too soon. Lawrence said you hit the button too soon. There you go. D23 has announced ticket prices for this year's D23 Expo, which will be available on January 20th at noon uh, Eastern. D23 Expo will be held September 9th through the 11th at whichever location is most impossible for Bob Chapek to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, this one's local. Ah, the traffic. <laughs> oh, man. If only there was some sort of vehicle on wheels. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't be there. Walt Disney's personal airplane, the mouse, will be fully restored and will be on display during the expo. D23 announced the plane's fate on their Instagram feed after Bob Chapek was unable to sell it to Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Spirit said, this plane would be too reliable. It's, in, it's too new for our fleets in Spirit Airlines. It's, it doesn't smell enough of cigarettes, this Walt Disney airplane. There's not enough alcohol stains in the carpet. The plane restoration is being presented by Amazon, and it'll look more phallic. I've heard the plane will look more phallic now. It's all part of the space race between Bob Chapek and Joe Rohde. Who's going to get the space first? You know, Jeffrey Bezos went to space. Yeah. Now he's going to send. He's going to send Bob Chapek to space. Robert Chapek, yeah. <laughs> can do it, put it in the vault, get to, I don't know. Who brings us the news? This program and many more are brought to you by WIGS, the WDWNT Interglobe Society. Support WDWNT to get early and exclusive access to content you can't find anywhere else, including exclusive post shows for WDW News Tonight, Park Center, and Cosmic Read Live each week, exclusive programs detailed, and our comedy riffing show, Ride Rehab Watches, access to our Discord community, and much more, with tiers starting at $2 a month. For more information, visit patreon.com slash WDWNT or visit WDWNT.com and click the Patreon link. Join Wigs and unlock even more WDWNT. I feel like we could write children's television. It's got to be easier than this. Oh, I'm sure we can. Splish, splash, splosh, splish, splash. I feel like I could write that. That's about our skill level <laughs> on this program. Splish, splash, splosh, splish, splash. There was also an argument earlier today if this was a tennis racket or a microphone. We weren't sure. Looks like a tennis racket. Hmm. But she's singing, so, you know, whatever. We've got a packed show. Sadly, no Peppa Pig on tonight's show. But... We do have a continuation of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World. We're going to continue that countdown. We have Who Wants to Win a Lot of Core Bucks, which Nick will be hosting sure. this evening, as always. And a very special treat. As you know, they rolled out a bunch of new food at the Magic Kingdom for the 50th anniversary this week. Well, we found out that there was a bunch of food that didn't make the cut, the rejected Walt Disney World 50th anniversary food <laughs> items. All that and more when we come back with more tonight. Stick around. <laughs> More power! The creature is about to explode! 
the shield! Is your lightsaber unprotected? It's unsafe to simply walk around with your hilt hanging out, whether it be on the sandy dunes of Tatooine, in the frigid tundra of Hoth, or in the extreme heat of Mustafa. Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags are the protection you're looking for. Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags cost less per unit than those thick, clumsy black sheaths, perfect for budget-conscious executives. Plus, with Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags, you can always see your blade. We all know the ladies like to see a nice, big saber. But who has the time to deal with an unwanted pregnancy that is against the Jedi Code and or a political scandal? Well, if you're carrying one of our Dorex Clear Lightsaber bags around, we can guarantee you won't be impregnating anyone. Our clear plastic saber bags come in 26, 31, and 36-inch magnum sizes for all lengths. Plus, they're proven to prevent STDs, otherwise known as Star Tours Dirt often found in the underseat storage compartments of the Star Speeder 3000. What's that? You can't afford a 220-credit lightsaber? Well, you can still get one of our bags, you keep it in your wallet, and impress your fellow teenage boyfriends. It's certainly cheaper than a land speeder. Durex Clear Lightsaber Bags. The Force is strong with this one. Durex Clear Lightsaber Bags do not actually protect lightsabers from damage. Do not protect against messianic pregnancies caused by midichlorians. Tauntaun skin version no longer available. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. You can sock all day and pop all night. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. Bop your friends and it's alright. Blow em up, put your hand inside. Get ready to have the time of your life. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. Sock em once and bop em twice. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers. More fun than a pillow fight. Disney Parks Edition Sock'em Boppers. The best way to beat up other guests without getting trespassed. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize. Live every minute. Open your eyes and watch how you win. Welcome back to WDW News Tonight and not Peppa Park. Peppa, Peppa Park. Peppa Pig theme park news today. Soon. Soon? Soon. February 24th. We yeah. should go. That to? should be the next road trip. We should go to the grand opening of the Peppa Pig theme park. Should we? I, I'd we should love, do it. Shirt. love it. I, absolutely, I'd wear this shirt. Where, where else am I going to wear this shirt? Out on the town in Orlando? <laughs> should I, I wear jump? this to... Uh, maybe. What'd you say? Maybe? maybe? In Orlando, this might work. I don't know. <laughs> Can I drive everybody? You want to do the? You want to take the maxi man? We can. He's not, he's not a. He's, they hey. said Nick's not allowed at Peppa Pig oh. theme park. Ouch! I thought he was just gonna say Nick's not allowed to drive us anymore after the last. Tyler time. edited that pretty poorly. He made me look bad. I think it made it look less violent than it was in the seat. That was the discussion. <laughs> that was legitimately the discussion. Is what was. It doesn't read. People can't actually see how much he was swerving. Because mm. um, we got, like, thrown yeah. around in that car. If you haven't watched the road trip to Bucky's last week, it's, um, Quite it's the on the channel. You should watch it. Um, we got some super chats. That's why I have my phone out. Usually I don't during the show. But um, Dave G, 20 bucks. I'm here for Peppa Pig news tonight. Love the shirt. Thank you. Uh, Steve Mermelstein wrote, 499. I'm just here for the Bob Chapek jokes. Please keep making the bad man cry. Not... <laughs> We will. The bad man will cry many times, even if he doesn't show up. It doesn't matter. Let's see what's happening this week on Disney+. Plus. 
This week on Disney Plus, signs. That's how you beat the, the alien CEO with signs. That was the best. That got me through that last mile. What, the sign? Yeah. Did you see it in oh, person? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's oh, amazing. I was about to send it to you. I noticed you, you already had it. And then you're like, oh, it's already all over yeah. social media. Yeah, you already had it. Well, I mean, it was very late. I mean, I had seen it. Tom has already made this the story of the day. Yeah, it's too late good. now. That was good. That was good. Oh, man. I was very happy to see that. That was cool. So, like I said before the break, um, on Monday, kind of, Depends. On Monday, Magic Kingdom attempted to launch 10 new food items for the mm -hmm. 50th anniversary. They did a refresh of all this 50th anniversary food. They said it would change throughout the 27 and a half month celebration or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and so on Monday, 10 new items were either debuted or were supposed to debut, and we went to check it out. If you haven't watched the video yet, there's a video. It's the first time we vlogged a bunch of new food, something new we're trying out. It's right here on the channel. You should watch it. Also, as always, had all the reviews on the site. But we found out after the fact that not only were all the PR images wrong and everything, but there were PR images made for a bunch of other food items on Monday that they decided not to go through with for various reasons. But we, through some digging, have found the images of this 50th food that didn't make it. Does everyone want to see these? Yeah. Nope. All right, we'll move on. No, no one wants to see it. No, I do. I oh, do. you do? Yeah. Well, just for you, Nick, here we have them together in a second. No, no, no. Rejected Walt Disney World 50th anniversary food items. All right, Jake, let's uh, put up the first one. Let's see what we got here. We got the uh, Tony's 50-year-old chicken parmesan. <laughs> aged, aged to perfection. Oh, yeah. I think that's also going to be an Avengers Campus dish. That's going to be the, the Hulk, Hulk's chicken parmesan. Yeah. Smash is what's going to happen to the toilet afterwards. Uh, next. The next. The next one. Uh, the Spam Whip. Ooh. Spam Whip, yeah, it's Polynesian. Souvenir can, yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's how that metal on the top bends. Oh. Spam Whip, what's the next one? Uh, Captain Nemo's Kelp Sandwich. It looks good. Light. You love seaweed. It's that's a, the problem is people yeah. eat kelp now. This would have been option. funny like five years ago. So it's not good. funny anymore. I mean, on white bread, though, it does seem like it would be a Disney thing. <laughs> What's the, what else we got? We've got the Olaf slush. <laughs> the Olaf slush. It's, uh, I, I think I can figure out why that one didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, cheers to 50 beers. Yeah. Pete Carney was real excited, and they just they decided not to do it. It's, it, the problem is this guy already had like 30 of them, so you see the hand just missed the glass. <laughs> and he couldn't, couldn't quite grab it. Um, 101 Dalmatian ice cream cones. There would have been 101 different ones, depending which day you went. It would, it would, you figure out which one you'd get. Collect them all. The people that saw the actual, what they actually did this week, are laughing. And they're spotted. I don't know how they did it. Uh, the 1,971 foot long. <laughs> the vloggers are real excited about this one. You can see that's a lot of that's a lot of boats under that. Uh, this is the croaked Monsieur Toad flatbread. <laughs> <laughs> croaked Monsieur Toad flatbread. 
Axel, did I say that right? Ah, oui, oui, yeah. All right, next. Uh, Disney's foot witch. <laughs> the foot boy. The foot witch. Oh, this is yeah. big on OPT, I've heard. Yeah. Um, the foot, the Disney foot witch. Uh, they were going to have the morph dome cake. They didn't feel, they felt maybe this is too obscure. If you haven't seen Treasure Planet, wow. go watch Treasure Planet and then rewatch this episode. <laughs> it'll make, it'll make more sense. Probably not. Also watch some episodes of Peppa the Pig. This episode, this will make more sense. I don't sense. think it's Peppa the Pig. I think it's, it's just, just Peppa, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig? All yeah. right, whatever. I, I watched a minute earlier, and that was about all I could do. Yeah. It's a microphone, talking. by the way. That's a microphone? Ever? Yeah. It looks like a tennis racket. I don't know. Oh, we have more food. There's more food, I think. Uh, then there were these. Oh, boy. These rejected. Oh, these rejected. These push pops. These push pops didn't make it for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Too soon. I'm getting yelled at too soon. I think both of them would have laughed at this, mm -hmm. personally. They had great sense of humor. That's it. Those are all the 50th food items that didn't happen. Mm, very good. Yeah. And then we lost, I think we somehow lost Super Chat. We had to pay. We had to pay the chat. <laughs> super, super. We got a super invoice, Eric said. Oh, boy. Okay. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue our countdown of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World. Stick around for more tonight. WDWNT presents Timekeeping, a year-by-year -year journey through the history of the vacation kingdom of the world. Join us for the premiere Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern or watch on demand anytime on the WDW News Today YouTube channel.
Tommy Gun. I love that show. If you've never watched Dick Tracy's Diamond Double Cross at MGM, there's a video on YouTube. Go watch it. Was it's that the mask? The green guy? No, it's Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh. Jessica Rabbit dresses coat. like that now. The guy in the yellow coat is the mask, the green face. No. He did have, that's true, he did have a yellow coat. Yeah, I forgot about mm. that. Disney doesn't own that yet. Mm. Not, not yet. yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet. That one, not yet. Uh, let's see what's debuting this week on Broadway. Uh, West Side Story. <laughs> was worth the chocolate. Was it? One, one chocolate. Well, now that it's the playoffs, you know the Jets won't oh, be there. Oh, 15 gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend. <laughs> anyway. Great. Now another Pixar character I have to do. All right. <laughs> Let's continue our countdown of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney. We still haven't gotten to Doug Live. We still haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, keep digging. Me? What was that? Keep, keep digging. Keep, keep digging. Maybe along. it's number one. Maybe it's that low. Could be. Could be that low. It's that or Bear in a Big Blue House getting canceled. Aw. Well, he shouldn't have said those things. He got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right. Him and Ellen. The battle. Same, you, can already, you can already hear these, what I call you guys before, degenerates? Is that what I've called you in the past? Delinquents. Is that you and Pete? You know, delinquents? Well, that was me and Delinquents, Pete. degenerates, yeah. whatever. Actually, uh, But Nick, obviously, Le Nick Le is here, our Le panel. <laughs> panel tonight, these two troublemakers, Eric Morton and Axel, are here. There they are. Hello. Uh, and we're going to count down a couple more moments on this, on this list. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Number 17. Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary celebration. Time to remember the magic. The Walt Disney World 25th anniversary ran from October 1st, 1996 to January 31st, 1998. Uh, Cinderella Castle was transformed, of course, into a giant birthday cake for the event. Uh, it was topped with faux icing, lollipops, and gumdrops. Castle had 26 candles for 25 years and one to grow on. 25th anniversary uh, Magic Kingdom featured speeches by Roy Disney, uh, then CEO Michael Eisner, and then First Lady Hil Hillary Rodham Clinton, as well as a thundering flyover by U.S. military jets. That's right. Could you imagine a CEO showing up on the day of the anniversary? That would be wild. That would be really wild. Celebration was marked in a, gr a great many ways from the uh, free Guest of Honor badges, 25th anniversary lithographs, and the 25th anniversary placards and banners around the park. A new parade was unveiled called Remember the Magic, uh, which... Uh, had an entirely new kind of street theater performance with a stop-action twist. It was the first uh, parade to have show stops. Uh, six giant floats up to 55 feet long and 25, uh, 22 feet high rolled down Main Street each afternoon loaded with Disney characters and surrounded by dancers and colorfully costumed performers singing the 25th anniversary theme song, Remember the Magic. Um, there was a lot of other things that went on. There was a fireworks tag on, on Fantasy in the Sky, uh, Ellen's energy adventure opened. Um, there was new stuff seemingly at every corner of the resort, not just this stuff. These were kind of the highlights. But um, this is still the gold standard of, of theme park anniversary events, I think. I don't know. I mean, maybe Disneyland 60th is up there with this, but, but they did so much. And it really felt like every inch of the resort was celebrating, which is so different from what the 50th obviously has been. Panel? 
Yeah, I I'm agree. I think I'm not offended that you did. I believe the 20th outkicked the 25th in our in our discussion a few months ago. Uh, 20th was Spectro right. and uh, I don't remember what else, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a big this is a big deal. 25th yeah. anniversary was a big deal. Um, I was not a fan of the cake, but I know there's a lot of people that I love very much who have very poor taste who were fans of that cake. I and have so poor taste. I'm glad That's right. That Look at this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> isn't the whole like isn't the cake thing something you appreciate through the years? Like everybody talked like, ah, is it good? Is it not good? But look what they did for the fiftieth. They brought back a picture with that cake castle. And the, I mean, the fiftieth castle's bad. The more yes. I look at that, like I hate the the weird roll cages they're not, under they're the not, under at the, the wedding at the wedding pavilion. They're not covering up the window with a vinyl cling for brides complaining yeah, about the current money. castle, the birthday cake castle. They had to put a vinyl cling. So that it wasn't in people's wedding pictures. Here's the it thing: was so do people, do people do people remember the cake castle? Do people still talk about the cake castle? I mean, oh, Tom, still people remember Pearl sold. Harbor. Uh, wow, <laughs> too soon. Wow, <laughs> sorry. You know, Pearl Harbor brings in a lot of tourists, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, Pearl Harbor news today. I think we filmed that oh, tomorrow. Oh no! Oh no! What happened? Uh, I like the cake castle. Yeah. It was temporary. It was a fun idea. It was really neat. And it wasn't permanent. It didn't ruin the castle forever. It was this once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? No, I, I love the castle. I love the, 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 the parade and everything. I, when you say it's the gold standard, though, I, I, I don't... I guess I don't think of it as that. What else? No. What, what else? Are you talking like day of? Anniversary of? of or are you talking? No, like I mean of multi-month anniversary celebration. Well, because we've had a lot of them, right? Disney I, World had a tenth, a fifteenth, a twentieth, a twenty-fifth, and now a fiftieth. Disneyland's mm -hmm. had. You could throw in the Millennium Celebration too, right? I mean, it wasn't an anniversary, yeah, but it yeah, was a sure. big deal. And the hundred years of magic. But, I mean, we argued that to death like a couple of months ago. But it's been ranked it? ahead of those. We've already yeah. had all those come up. So right. I think most people have obviously agreed this is at number 17. So yeah. this has really stuck with people, right? So, well, then you're going to have to refresh me because I, I know the, the, the parade in the castle. What, what else is going on around the resort? That, so, again, Exposition Hall, they, right. had, the, they had the film. And okay. the preview of Animal Kingdom, and they gave you everyone yeah. got a guest of honor badge that could say it was your first visit, right. or your, you know, your first year your visit was this. Everyone got a lithograph for free. Um, there was obviously there's decor everywhere. I'm trying to think of what else. Decor, yeah, it was Ellen's was Energy nice. Adventure opened. Illuminations 25 at Epcot. There was a new fireworks show at mm. Epcot for the 25th. MGM had God, they had something. 101 Dalmatian special effects was this year. I don't know if that really even counts. Part I, I don't but. hear popcorn buckets. I don't hear <laughs> footlongs. They weren't a thing Colorful yet. popcorn. Are you called that the golden age? The gold standard. But a, gold standard. a giant, fantastic new daytime parade that had daytime fireworks in it. I mean. and, and that's something where I see where an anniversary was something special, something you could add on to. And now everything is more of a downgrade or will keep it to that limit. Just look at Disneyland Paris. They're making a promotional shot for the 30th anniversary, and all you see is the parade That's they launched five years ago. Five years, right? Yeah. And, and an anniversary was something, you had a new parade. Back then, the first time they did 
show stops where people were like no. entertained by the people just stop dancing in front of you. And there was a lot more to this too. Like they they redid the entrance arches and the twenty fifth logos. And it was like everywhere on property was decorated. Eric, I you're not a fan of the. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say. At dinner, Axel's talking about Disneyland Paris bringing out their five year old parade, and I was yeah. like, "Don't tell Nick there's a parade of five year olds." <laughs> you know. <laughs> The Paris 30th is very sad, though. I'm very sad. Yeah, they they're not. Jersey. They're like almost doing nothing, and it makes yeah. me super sad because Paris what, is a what, beautiful. What was the 50th here? The 50th is so much bigger. The 50th makes the Paris 30th look terrible. Yeah, and then, and the 50th has not been anything. But if you super look fantastic. back on it from a merchandise and food standpoint, they've really done a lot um, for the 50th. They've also launched uh, uh, two new nighttime spectaculars, uh, a weird kite thing. Yeah. Like they've done a lot. A it just hasn't been very good. Right, I, I think that's the thing. A lot also wasn't intended for the 50th, right? right? Like, Harmonious was not supposed to debut for the 50th. Ratatouille was not supposed to debut for the 50th. Those were delayed and then held, right? Because the park was open very, yeah. you know, three months after the closure, the parks were reopened. They had over a year to finish these things and open them. And in a lot of cases, they kind of held them just because they were like, well, we don't really want to spend money on the things we were supposed to do for the 50th. Let's just drag out this stuff that was going to open in 2020, right. right? We didn't, we didn't, Guardians is opening halfway through the event. We don't know that Tron's even going to make it, you know? If so, they open Tron and Guardians in the course of the event, maybe I'm going to feel differently when this is all said. I see, I wouldn't tie that stuff to the, to the 50th, though. Like, but you're right, right? Like, what do you associate with the 50th are things that are once in a lifetime that aren't going to be there? Like, it's right. great to open rides with the event, yeah, right? Sure. I think that's wonderful. But I think what really is the event are the things that are, I, I went because it was this once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? Yeah. So what are the once-in-a-lifetime things of the 50th? These blue roll cages on the castle that hold up some ribbon? <laughs> Those won't be there. That's, that's fair. Um, the right. merchandise won't be there. Right. I think we're in a different time, right, where now food and merchandise are a big part of this, where it wasn't. It wasn't a thing back. The 25th was like yeah. created and curated by people who are park people, yeah. right? And the 50th may have been more people who are business people and corporate people. Right? Different focus, the, so yeah. the merchandise carries the day. The food, things they can monetize carry the day. Where the yeah. 25th was a little bit more about um, people yeah. probably that were more... I mean, look, that generation, they had been there since the beginning of the park. It was a big yeah. deal mm -hmm. for the people that were involved in the parks too. There's not a whole lot of people left at Walt Disney yeah. World that have been here for 50 years. That's fair. The other thing, though, about the 25th, like, you're, you brought up merchandise, right? I don't know that in 1996 the world was ready for vintage Walt Disney World merchandise, right? I don't know that that was a thing yet. I don't think the world had come around to that idea of, oh, you can do, like, vintage stuff, and people think that's really cool. Right. Um, and that's the thing that, like, I don't, I don't believe the company's like, oh, we have a, we're going to make a big focus on merchandise for the 50th. Let's be honest, I will tell you, one of the best teams at Disney World, the merchandise division, is full of people who care. And I don't know if you saw it at Destination D, I don't know if it's one of the ones they, they, they uh, screamed at home, I don't think it was. But they did a panel with the team that worked on the Vault Collection. Those, that's not because they were pressured to do it, those people care. Richard Terpster and that group of people really care about that stuff. And that's why the Vault Collection has been this amazing thing that we've all clinged to as like the highlight of the event, because these people really cared, and it turns out that merchandise does get through. So you can, you can be like, oh, stuff for people to buy, and you have proof they'll buy it? All right, we'll make that. But 
as far as like in park offerings with nostalgia, they nothing got through. No one wanted to approve anything. Um, you know, there's rumors that all sorts of entertainment did have little nods to the past, and they came. Disney came back to those people and was like, "No, we'd like to cut that away. We don't want to do that." So that's evident in, in Enchantment, right? Yeah. So no, what you're saying is the merchandise, the best merchandise for the 50th was the one they brought out 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not, but that's that's cool though, right? So what I like about the vault collection is, the, you're right, and you're you're right. It's kind of half right. Because some of it's reproduction and some of it's not, right? Um, so one thing they had to do, number one, was that art didn't exist digitally. And they didn't have, like, copies of it. So they rebuilt all that art. So someone, that team sat there and rebuilt all that art digitally. Like, had to look at maps and be like, I have to remake this from scratch. And I know these people own the real things, so it's got to match. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I think that's a tremendous amount of effort was made. But also, like, you're... They're turning it into new stuff, right? Like we have that spirit jersey coming with the park map, and, and we made the, the citizen made watches and all these other things with the vault stuff. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what like else is the the I'm, If they were remaking Euro Disney merchandise for the thirtieth, we'd all be My breaking God. the door down I would in that buy store. every ashtray they ever brought out. <laughs> we'd, oh, all they they in, them. we'd all well, be dressed in them. We'd all be dressed in neon green, ride vehicle. neon green and yellow and red for a whole month. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, I think they might. I hope so. I think Disney is now at a point where they see, like, well, this old stuff sells. Yeah. We don't have to invent it. We just need to reproduce it. Yeah. But you need to give that stuff enough time to, to reach that point in, yeah. in pop culture, right? So at the 25th anniversary, I don't know if there was a ton of vintage stuff they could have made where it had aged enough to where people were like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah. I don't know. You gotta like Disneyland. I felt like reached that point, right? Like Disneyland started doing vintage merch around their fiftieth, and it it felt like the right time. It was when the world had reached part. There was this nostalgia for oh wow, Disneyland's been around for fifty years, and this is really cool. This is from but early days. To your point of the twenty fifth being that much better. Yeah. I don't see people twenty five years from now yeah. saying like, hey, we have a vault collection for the fiftieth. No. Man, you had to be there. They're like, we're going to no, sell that's masks. Not happen anymore. If you we're put out like it was a 25th merchandise now, which you should, um, if you well, put they out have the 20, like, no. if there was like, that's true, they did two shirts not yeah. that long ago. They did the blue t shirt, they did the green sweatshirt, and they, they were gone instantly. They were gone for months because they sold out instantly. And so I would, if you put out stuff with that 25th carriage logo with the 25, I would be. All over all of it. A castle cake shirt, absolutely. I bought that castle cake shirt. You're damn right I bought that oh. castle cake. I was a kid, so I don't have an adult-sized castle cake shirt. I have a kid-sized cake. But that's things that they did for back in the days. We're not going to see that for a celebration of the 50th because it's yeah. just not worth it. And that proves your point that it was just that much better 25 years ago, that much more memorable. There won't be nostalgia for the yeah. 50th. The logo, right. that logo won't stand the test of time, I don't think. I no. don't think it's timeless. Um, it's, it's a shame, right? Because you only get one chance at this. And I know for, for the better part of a decade, I think every Disney World fan looked forward to this. And it just kind of, oh, all right. I mean, in Paris 30th. But I mean, in fairness, you know, at least 30 is kind of an uh, anniversary, right? Like, we could, you still got 20 years to figure it out. I think, I think they were like, <laughs> well, DVC has this 30th logo. 
Let's just take it and use they're it. They're all they're all the same, right? Because our fifty logo is it's a Mickey too. It's all this numerical. Yeah. Do these numbers make a hidden Mickey thing? And the fifty and the DVC thirty and the Paris thirty are all the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it's cute, but you can do it once. You can't do it three <laughs> times in the same year, right? Well, for Disney, Disney and Paris is going to take it up a notch. Their packs of cigarettes will actually have 30 pieces in them wow. <laughs> instead of 20. So they go for the big boxes. Boy. The gloves so. don't have a middle finger. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But something feels wrong with that Paris 30 ad, right, that it ends with Iron Man. I'm like, uh, come on, this is not 30 years of Paris because you're opening Avengers Campus later in the year. Start with Avengers Campus in the ad. Don't, don't make Iron Man fly over a castle. That's not Disney. But like, that's... No, no. Basically, that's what's happening here. So they promote something. First of all, a parade that is five yeah. years old, and then a right opening. Disney corporate wants you to focus on the IPs that are hot. They don't want any focus on what the place is. It's about what what are the things we need to promote, right? I I think that Disney has released some amazing movies in the last years. Think of Coco and Kanto right now. And just imagine you having this Encanto float, but there's nothing that's happening. If you look yeah. at all these parades, Disneyland Paris doesn't have one float yeah. of a movie that is not 10 years old or yeah. older. And, and they're, they're missing so much opportunities, and yeah. it, it's just bland. I so, think what was, what was great, let's, it, it, this is not even just an Eisner thing. It's also an Iger era thing, Tom Stagg's era. Um, what was great back then was they, they knew where the place was for new IP, right? If, if you're going to bring it into the park, the answer is not necessarily to build a ride the year the movie comes out. The answer was, what did studios do? They had a Toy Story parade, a Mulan parade, a Hercules parade. In, in the, thir the third park had a parade for this new thing, and Disneyland did it too. Um, and then during the Stags years, they kind of did that too, right? Where like World of Color switched in scenes for new movies, and um, Celebrate the Magic switched in scenes for new movies, and then under the Chapek era, it was like, ah, the studio doesn't need to spend that money anymore. Let's just leave things. And then we've arrived at this point where even that new stuff, it takes like five or six years for it to become like oversaturated, like Moana, where it's like yeah. five years after the movie and suddenly, oh, now we have all this Moana stuff. It's not exactly good Moana stuff, but here's your Moana stuff. And, and it helps to move. Like, I remember Disneyland Paris, um, when Aladdin was, was out, they had a, a parade, a daytime parade, just Aladdin. Yeah. And, and you had this, this genie face where there were like 20 genies in that parade, yeah. just walking out the mouth and then differently dressed. See, everyone's, everyone's yelling about Spider-Man No Way Home, but there were 20 genies in that parade. 20 genies. Yeah, but like 12 of them were trying to sell me a park ticket. <laughs> 11, that one more cigarettes. Uh, the five people that have been to Paris that are watching are dying right now. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. So this this felt like, and the thing is, again, right? There was this. There was plenty of new IP at the time that was involved. What I loved about that parade, the twenty fifth parade, was it, it was, and even the logo for the twenty fifth. I remember what, who was on the logo. It was like Sorcerer Mickey, Goofy, but then like Simba and Genie. So it was it was well. Here's what you you've loved your your you know people twenty five years ago, and then here's what people love today. And it's the celebration twenty five years. It is. 
It crosses generations. But how come that worked? Didn't we get mad when studios did that? Didn't studios try to do the same thing for their last anniversary and like the logo didn't work? Didn't they? Oh, but it was nothing that was gone. Okay. <laughs> so what was it? It was Olaf. It was like Olaf and Kermit. It was Olaf, and... Kermit, Mickey. Yeah. BB-8? Star Wars, yeah. But BB-8 specifically, yeah. not C-3PO or R2-D2 or Rex. Who they did not fit in the O. It just didn't feel the same, right? Like, for some reason. It was instead, like, but but they ignored, like, anything that was gone, right? So Backlot Tour and all those things didn't exist in the 30th anniversary celebration. They were, they were, it's like they never happened. Which is kind of how the 50th felt with the exception of the vault collection. It's like nothing else ever happened. Nothing, enchantment, beacons, none of that calls back to anything of the last 50 years. We're, We're not allowed to acknowledge 50, but again, like, the two divisions that were, food and merchandise. Because no one at a high level was looking at the food going, ah, we can't make toad hamburgers. <laughs> no one cared. It didn't cost a bunch of money, so it made it through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the difference. So merchandise and food were the only two teams that were allowed to do what needed to be done. But could you imagine the, the impact? So right now having a show or a pre-show with the projection of what the castle was over the past 50 years with those big moments. And then they project the, ca- the cake castle yeah. on there. They project the, the, the dirty stitch thing or whatever. But meanwhile, during the Stags era, the, the castle cake was projected on the castle, not even for an anniversary. It was the Christmas version of Celebrate the Magic. It was just in it. We couldn't get that for the 50th. It was in the budget for some pre-show projection show for wishes but not for the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. It's wild. It's crazy. It shows the difference in management pre-Chapek and post-Chapek. But did they have you know? seven different soft serves? They did not have, they still don't have seven different soft serves. <laughs> We've been there every day and the people at that place hate us now because we keep asking about the seven ice cream cones. How are we doing on a cinnamon roll? <laughs> cinnamon roll, they finally sold us the cinnamon oh, good, roll. Good, good. They were finally willing to throw out the last remaining rock hard old cinnamon rolls and sell us the new ones that had icing and a 50th chocolate piece. They were ready, they were ready to make that commitment to us. It really shows you the power that you have as a media organization. Why didn't like, fresh cinnamon you got roll? them to throw out cinnamon rolls. They, <laughs> Plaza Restaurant was not ready to serve the cheers to 50 years on Monday, even though it had been advertised for weeks by Disney Parks and their PR department of imbeciles who don't even check with food and beverage if they're ready to debut stuff that day, spend weeks advertising something. We show up at Plaza, they bring us the old one. I'm like, Instagram has this graphic that says, you know, your account that has a million followers says debuts today. She's like, we don't have that today. I was like, that's, that's why we're here, though, because you told people to come today. And she's like, hold on. And then someone in the back was like, oh, we, we should just get it for them. And they made the first one for us because they were like, yeah, that's false advertising, and we, you know, should should do that for people probably. <laughs> and it wasn't their fault, right? Like, I don't know if it was communicated to them. I don't know if PR just made up a date. It was like everyone's going to have everything that day. Cheshire Cafe wasn't even open. They advertised that it was going to have a slush. It hasn't been open for weeks, and it hasn't reopened either. <laughs> to be fair, they do have a slush in there. They also told <laughs> us they told us the Jose float or the the crooning flower float was going to have a feather on it, even though it's called the crooning flower. Guess what it had on it? A flower. Flowers. Right. It, was, it was a disaster. A total, total PR disaster. They advertised the wrong Haunted Mansion push pop. 
the whole wrong portrait with all the wrong flavors. We showed up, it wasn't even the same thing. It's a completely different uh -huh. thing. Don't worry about it. Plenty of popcorn buckets tomorrow yeah. with purple, pink figments. With weird, weird figment with long arms. Yeah. Little midget figments. I'm excited about midget figments. <sighs> yeah. Oh, we stayed on task then. No, we really did. <laughs> it's fine. We got to make sure the show isn't 90 minutes long. We never have a 90 minute show. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Um, but yeah, I like the 25th will always be the standard for me. I don't know, like that big parade and a welcome center for the anniversary and just every inch of the resort was covered in stuff. Um, oh, every inch of the resort is covered in stuff now. Sure is. You've been to the All-Stars? <laughs> you know. Number 16. Ooh, move sorry. on. 16. Space Mountain Open. Yes. So we have not had a lot of individual attractions on this list. They have been few and far between. This one was important enough to people to be all the way down here at number 16. Obviously, the first Disney mountain was the Matterhorn. Uh, and then when Disneyland was, uh, when Disney World was being built, they thought about building it. They didn't. Um, you know, Walt had kicked around for years this idea of a spaceport, this, this uh, spaceport ride. And eventually, they talked about doing it for Disney World. It got kicked out of the first phase. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But um, finally, after enough years had passed, and when they were looking towards finishing the first phase of Disney World, and Tomorrowland still had a lot of empty space in the back, they came out and they're like, hey, we need to build this. And they tried to do it, tried to be the first to do it with computers. The computers couldn't handle it. They went back to the drawing board, and they built a two-track roller coaster ride in the dark. Never been done before fully enclosed in a building. The building is pretty amazing looking for being built in 1975. And uh, the rest is history. This was the end of phase one of the Florida project. Attendance skyrocketed upon the opening of this. It was the first real gate buster attraction in the history of Disney World and changed, in a lot of ways, changed the resort forever. It was its own unique thing. It was something that was born and bred here, which not a lot of attractions had been. This was... This was the pivotal pivotal moment of the '70s for Disney World. Yeah, super important, right? It set it set the, the park park apart from Disneyland by yeah. a good, you know, it was a thrill ride in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So that that's pretty new, right? Like, Considering yeah. every other original thing they wanted to do, yeah. like either Roy Disney didn't want to do it, or yeah. in the case of Western River, it got nixed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, it changed the whole landscape of the. Yeah, you know, the park. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it was. Uh, I love that it's this high on the list. Uh, if you were to pick some attractions at Disney World, this would have to be on there as far yeah. as individualizing it. It's a great example of them just doing stuff that's crazy, right? Yeah. Nobody else is doing this. Yeah. Nobody else said let's build a ride in you know in space, a rocket through a big, dark, beautiful building. By the way, that still to this day looks uh, somehow manages to have this cool modern aesthetic, mm -hmm. even though it's like seventies. Yeah. Like distinctly '70s, maybe even yeah. '60s architecture, yeah. right? So you look at this. Uh, nobody looks at Space Mountain and goes, "Man, that looks old-fashioned," right? It's yeah. still cool. It's still a rite of passage for like young kids that come here. When I was a kid, when I told people I went to Disney World, they're like, "Did you ride Space Mountain?" Yeah, like that was a mm -hmm. thing, right? Like it's not the most thrilling ride in the world, but it still stands up. It's still fun. It still gives you a little bit of a thrill. I still. Somewhere in the back of my mind, think I could get decapitated on right. this ride when I, every time <laughs> I ride it. 
right? So, like, to me, it's, it stands the test of time. It's a true Disney World classic. It is probably Disney World's, Disney World's most iconic ride. That's fair. And I'll put 25 cents in the bucket for saying iconic. But, I mean... If any attraction at Disney World deserves it, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that much. I wasn't born back then. You were probably in high school. No, I, was, saw everything. I was not but alive. But then, yeah. in, in 20 years later, in 1995, <laughs> then, oh, we built a cannon and shot you to the moon. There you go. <laughs> Which is, up till the day, still the best Space Mountain. It lasted but, for a year, and then we built eight bad versions. Well, that's what's cool, right? Because this, this, so a lot of these rides that they have in a lot of parks are kind of clones of, the, of, of one another. But Space Mountain, there's only one like this. Right. There's it's only, the only one like the one track. in Paris. It's There's the only, only one track, like the yeah. one in Disneyland. So yeah. that's kind of cool. No, no, the Disneyland one has been replicated on three occasions. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. The but one ours here has is, never been replicated. Ours is totally mm -hmm. unique. Right. Yeah, no, Tokyo, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Disneyland all three. No, I, I think Eric definitely has has a point. I'm not a fan of of, the, of Space Mountain the ride. I don't think it's a comfortable. I don't like to ride it, no. but the building itself. Like I'm, I'm the first one to buy the cookie jar. I don't like the ride itself, yeah. but the building and what it stands for. If you, especially if you yeah. look at, at at the fireworks, is it from the Polly or um, from from any of the resorts? And you see those fireworks over Space Mountain that is lit up. Yeah, it's even better from far away than in looking at the castle. I think like there there's someone's house in particular. I have to drive past Space Mountain to get to. And there is not a time. <laughs> is there is time? not a there is not a time when I drive by that where I don't look at that and go, how the hell did that happen? And I will t like if you look at there is only a handful of projects in the in the whole sixty something year history of Disney parks where you look at the construction you're like that is incredible. How did that? How does that work? And Space Mountain's one of them where they like lean these big concrete slabs like lean them on a on a structure and it's got to fit in and it's it is the craziest looking construction if you watch like if you look at the photos from start to finish it's that and like spaceship earth and pandora are are insane yeah like, how you, did this happen look at it now we're, we're almost 50 years later yeah and what are our new coasters indoor coasters big square warehouses yeah that they just paint a color to blend yeah. in. Or and Tron, they just they, they right. like Tron, designed a canopy. They're like, oh, this canopy will hide it. Right. And th those are not, uh, like, architectural marvels, right? You look no. at Space no. Mountain, you're like, oh, wow. The Tron canopy is cool, but again, like, they didn't fit the whole thing in it. It's it, right. There is just a big box right. It's just back. a big warehouse for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. They either, I don't know if it's a lack of creativity or a lack of willing to spend the money or what. Maybe it's a combination of all of those things, but... The I think, idea that they, that I think like, the day of architecturally trying to one-up each other yeah. with these cool, you know, things is just over, right? That That's yeah. for princes mm -hmm. in Dubai or something like yeah. that. Right now in a theme park, you're like, nope, uh, economics are, this thing's already going to cost like a billion dollars. We're just going to When's the last time they built like in the round, right? Like when's the last time they built something that doesn't have like a real backstage and it, it's beautiful from, beautiful from, from every angle. Birds. That's true. It's built in the middle of the land. You're, you're that's, absolutely that's right. That's it. You're absolutely right. There's very few Seven Dwarfs Mine Train they had to do it, which mm. it's Mine Train, not, not a project to be knocked. They did a very nice job. It's not Space Mountain, but 
They themed it all the way around, and it doesn't happen often. And Space Mountain is in the back. It didn't need to be. They could have just at some point stopped and just did a box at some point. But no, they were like, this is what it is. Yeah. You see from the contemporary, you can see it from here. We're going to think about this. And I, I think about that all the time, especially when we went to Shanghai. And we're at the Disneyland Hotel and looking across the lake, and you can see show buildings. Like just giant show building. You see the Soren show building. You see the 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 back of the the mountain in Adventure Isle is just all show building. It's weird looking. You you see the Tron show, but you see all the show buildings. And I think about staying at the Polynesian, the Contemporary, and the Grand Floridian House. You don't see show buildings. You don't see them. They they were like, no, you're going to see this. We we have to make sure it looks good for the people staying in the hotel. It needs to not break that immersion for them. Right, it's not just a ride, right? It's part of... It's so much more. ...of a park and of a land yeah. within that park. It's like if you called Spaceship Earth just a ride, right? You can't call Spaceship Earth just a ride. It's, right. The structure itself is its own thing. Well, it's the thing with, with <clears throat> Space Mountain. You don't have to even ride it to appreciate that it adds to the story of the land, yeah. right? Like, it, it just, it's part it's of amazing. that. It's yeah. amazing. It's the backdrop. It, it's, it's the weenie. It pulls people yeah. into the land. Thank God Cosmic Rewind is, like, well-hidden as well. What? Don't even see mm -hmm. that. Well, building. but we have we have a number of rides that are great rides that it's a nice facade, and then you go into a a warehouse, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Where you go Pandora. either under a berm into a warehouse yeah. or you go like Pandora. Into, you see right. from the bus loop and everything. You see the buildings and you see right. the, the the floating mountains on sticks and all those things. Same with uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. When you come into the park, you just see like half a half a mountain. On a, on a popsicle It's almost like stick. they were showing off. Like, from the road, you look at it, and you're like, they're just showing off that they can make you feel this perspective from inside there, and then it looks like popsicle sticks and bubble yeah. gum from the outside. But you shouldn't see that, because it ruins the immersion. Then you go in the land, and you're like, I remember when I saw that that's just a popsicle stick, and then you're not, you're not on Batu. Right, that's cool you know? when you're showing off uh, the Psycho House at Universal Studios It's cool when you're taking Hollywood, a backstage tour. Right, right, where you're like, okay, that's just a flat. That's cool. It looks like yeah. a real house. But when you're actually in a theme park, maybe, you know, something like Space Mountain. You had a park just, with that theme. You it's had probably too expensive to be done today. Yeah. MGM had that theme of we're going to take you behind the scenes. So right. it was like, oh, I have the front of the at-at, and then I go to the other side of the at-at, and I see that it's, it's hollow on the inside. Because the story is we're going to show you how the magic is made. The other parks... You're really supposed to be in those places. There should be no moment where that's a show building and I'm in a theme park and this is, you know, I'm not in a story. And, and that's one of the misses for me. We keep getting off track. I, keep, I help get us off track. But like Test Track, where you're like, you're in this building, you're yeah. kind of immersed in a story, and then boom, you go outside into the employee parking lot. <laughs> right? Like... It's just like it missed opportunity. I mean, old Test Track, it made sense. I think they kind of yeah. knew that. That's why they made the theme. Yeah. Like, you are just at this automotive proving ground, right? Now it's, I mean, now the backstage is not even as well kept as it was 20 years ago. So it's a little, it's a little rude back there. Sometimes they don't even have the cars out in the circle. Like, I don't want to see half-knocked-over kegs from the Mexico Pavilion. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> a pallet see, full of And now like, that big green Space 220 show building. That's yeah. just you, the part where you slow down you just stare at it. You're like, oh, that's where that is. So now they they ruined that for you too. So now you can even see where that is. I mean, I think people people are not that dumb. They put two and two together. They're like, what oh yeah, we went back there for the space restaurant. That's got to be it. You know, you could clearly see that elevator going up. I don't know what you're talking about. 
No, Space, space Mountain was, elevator. it was, again, it was that era of, you know, the, these people worked under Walt. They understood that every next thing had to be bigger and better and more amazing than anything we had, that we did before, right? And that's, um, that. I think going up to Epcot Center, like, they just kept pushing it further, right? Even every on time. some of the rides, Tom, like Peter Pan's Flight. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, they designed this so I see certain things, but they also designed it so I don't see certain things. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like that, like, oh, look, they down to the inch, they yeah. got this figured out what I can and can't see. Yeah. And now they design in a computer where you think you would know that before you open the ride, and now it's like, oh, well, we guess we missed that. You could see that fire door very clearly throughout right. the whole ride. And, and I know building codes have changed, and some there are some things where... You know, like the little path along the side of the vehicle, fire code and, and yeah, accessibility yeah. and all that. You have to have those things. I get that. But there's certainly cases where they just, just an oversight where the budget ran out. They're just like, ah, oh, you're going you're gonna to see that exit sign. Sorry. There's a clipboard with the schedule for the people that are working next week. Yeah. It's hanging on that nail yeah. right there. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Like Pandora, you know, when I go to Pandora, there's not an inch of that land where I'm like, and same with Galaxy's Edge. I know we knock Galaxy's Edge a lot, but... From a design standpoint, at least, maybe it wasn't the design they should have done, but at least it's cohesive and it's oh, immersive yeah. mm -hmm. and it's, yeah. Until um, they send you outside to line up for something. Until they give you a plastic bag for a lightsaber and there's a board with prescription glasses <laughs> giving them out. Yeah. All right. What's next? We lost Jake. <laughs> He's asleep. Is it frozen? There we go. Number 15, the introduction of Fast Pass. Too soon. Too soon. They had, <laughs> we soon. had a cake pop image where it was this Fast Pass sticking out of it. We didn't <laughs> use that one. Fast Pass, of course, was a virtual queue system was created by the Walt Disney Company to speed up customer access to attractions and amenities at the Disney resorts and theme parks. It first introduced in late 1999 at the Walt Disney World Resort. The system allowed guests to avoid long lines at the attraction on which the system was installed, freeing them to partake in other attractions during their wait. Uh, there was generally no extra feet in the circuit. Um, this changed everything. This was the moment that changed the entire experience, top to bottom. And I just feel like, until like recently, that, that obviously the, everyone's seen the Defunct Land video, like 5.2 million people watched the damn thing. And it, it says it early on. It's like we found in studies that people, you know, overall, everyone in the park's waiting 20% less. It worked. And some people got mad because they stood in that standby. They're like, I let the fast pass people go, blah, blah, blah. Not understanding that it, if you use the standby at that one, you still saved the wait at whatever attraction you did grab the fast pass for earlier. Overall, you waited less that day than you did before the existence of fast pass, as long as you understood that fast pass existed. Right. And after 20 years, everyone did. At, at After that, 20 years. It took some time. There's a couple of years in the beginning where not everyone knew. Sure. But, but at that point, your knowledge was your wealth because you could do a lot more. You didn't have to spend money. You just had to know how to use the system, and you could do a lot. Now we're at a point where if you have the money, you'll have the access. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that was a system everybody was equal Everybody could get the fastest, and especially the paper ones, which we had in Paris until two years ago. Unless you couldn't move fast. Right, it depends uh, on how fast you can walk. Like, if you weren't fast in Toy Story Mania, you were riding it at 9 p.m. Yeah. yeah. But then the evolution, and especially when, when 
when we came the first time, when we, when we came to, to Walt Disney World, it had like your reservations with Fast Pass, you gotta get three Fast Passes. Yeah. That was like a whole build up to that trip. Yeah. You had this excitement 60 days even before you were here. Yeah. And I think it, it, made, it made a difference. Like why would I come to Disney? And this is why. Because I have this, this, this golden ticket that will let me go on a ride without waiting or with a minimal wait yeah and without paying for it because it's included in in my yeah. trip it Just changed like, the whole industry yeah. too. like yeah. everyone had to come up with a system because the moment it debuted everyone realized oh my god this is this is incredible idea like we need to do this it, it may not be popular i think this is the best iteration of fast pass i think it's the most most democratic the most fair you didn't tear people by their like whether where they spent the night last night and when they you know how much money they spent with you um you could with your group draw straws on who was going to take everyone's pass and go get a bunch of fast passes yeah. i just liked it it made sense i could explain it to um my dad in two minutes yeah and each iteration of this has gotten more and more complicated more and more frustrating relies more and more and more on knowing how to use an app or knowing how to navigate the system. Yeah. So yes, you did have to know what you're doing with the this legacy FastPass system, yeah. but not nearly as much as you've had to use in the in the future uh, iterations of it. Yeah. And I I kind of miss it. I think it was yeah. my favorite version of FastPass. I mean, it's the one I have the most nostalgia for. But it, if I really want to sit down and look at like what was the most enjoyable version, um, my first is MaxPass at Disneyland because it was the old system, but without the running around, right? It took away the need for me to, to in a large group, walk to Soren with everyone. Yeah, and that we was all, the best. We're all scrunched together, and we well, walk, Pass we walk up the paid, hill, right? and we walk into the building, and then all 5,000 of us are going down the escalator. Some people are running down the steps, like nut jobs, and just flying down there, and we're all, and then we all squeeze into that little side room, and we're oh all my goodness. It was Max Pass Those free. Days. Huh? No, Max Pass was, paid, was not right? free. Max Pass was not free, right. but um, when you got it, like everyone was on the same page. Like it was, it was the old system. It just you were paying to have. They gave you digital photo pass that day too, which was nice. Um, they didn't charge for it, but in the end, I felt like, oh, I don't have to run everywhere, and all my photos are free. Right, that felt booted. like there was a value to it that the new system doesn't have. Right, like, yeah. like that felt. Again, it was like a mixture between, yes, I'm paying for the convenience, for not necessarily the access. Because the, right. the paper says, and like the whole, because we had days where we went to the parks where you have always this one or two friends. They're like, oh, we're going to pay to stand in lines? Well, yeah. no, there's this thing, right. Fast Pass. You don't yeah. pay for it. You yeah. get a ticket, you do whatever you want, and you go back to that ride between those times. And you can ride it right away. It felt like it made the day more enjoyable. A little, took a little stress off. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you know, like, oh, we have dinner at five, but then I, I have these, you know, we have a Toy Story and a Tower of Terror after that, and so we know our evening. And then we're gonna go see Fantasmic. Like we knew, we knew what we were gonna do the rest of the night, and we knew we weren't gonna wait for those things. You know, I don't. I know some people are like, oh, all the spontaneity's gone. Like I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait an hour in line for rock and roller coaster. No, but I also don't want to have to compete with people 60 days ahead of time and plan uh, oh, every fair. moment of We're, my yeah. day of my vacation. No, we can. I want to go on vacation and relax. Well, that problem. It, yeah. But isn't that that that's where 
that's where you get the difference between the the locals and the people on vacation, right? right like right, yeah. that that's where that, that's where you start that building this cast system we have. Wasn't now, right? fun, yeah. Because well, I, I mean, had now forget it. Because then you had to plan your day, even if you were a local, which you're not inclined to necessarily do. I will say, as a local, I liked Fast Pass Plus. I liked the idea of knowing, like, I could, I could grab a time later in the day. Like, I didn't have to rope drop. Like, I'm just gonna, and I'm gonna grab. I know we're going to Magic Kingdom on Saturday, and I'm a local, so I don't really necessarily care if we don't get Space Mountain. I'll right, in that's the trade-off. Yeah. So what's what's available? And you just the same way I look for a dining reservation. I like it populates, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, we could do Splash. Yeah, Splash and. Um, you know, what else? Winnie the Pooh came up and Small World. And that's those. We knew we were going to ride those three things. They were basically guaranteed rides. And I was not within. You burned you know, a fast I, pass on Winnie the Pooh? Of course. A 30 to 45 minute wait most Fit into time. your Absolutely. timeline, sure. Yeah. I like Winnie the Pooh. It's a, it's a fine dark ride. I think people are mean to it. It's a what? It's not a flat ride. It's not what a flat ride is. Um, Spinner's a flat ride. Um, Winnie the Pooh's not a spinner. Get out of here. <laughs> it's not Pooh's honey hunt. It's a bouncer. It's, it's very cute. It's a bouncer. Yeah. A floater. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Spinners, it, I think it's, bouncers. it's within what through all the years, Fast Pass was something that you could say, this is where Disney makes a difference. Because mm -hmm. you have this amazing service and it's included in your price. Yeah. What we have right now is basically a fast pass system, yeah. but you pay for it. Yeah, because they, they, the difference is the current regime is just as, as greedy and, and nasty as every other company, right? Yeah. Because Universal, the second they introduced it, was like, oh, we could use this to sell, we could sell it for money, and we could use it to book hotels. And not to knock it, you know, do what you gotta do, but like, then you're, that's why you always get looked at as number two because you don't provide the service that Disney did. Now there's no difference between them. Now they're both the same greedy, evil mega corporation. There's no difference between well, them. There, there is. One's the cable company, though. One, one does the also cable company's always gonna ruin, be more your, evil ruin every day when you're not at the park. Yeah. No, but one, there is a difference. Because now, if I decide to stay in a deluxe resort at Disney, yeah. it doesn't give me anything extra. Yeah, early extra magic stay hours. At pop. Early park entry. Those thirty, yeah, the thirty minutes is nice. Thirty minutes, yeah. but I get that at Universal as well. And if I stay at the Deluxe Resort at Universal, I have a, an Express Pass. That's true. That I can use throughout the day. They should just give. They should give resort guests the Lightning Lane. It should just be included. You, just be included you stay at the Deluxe Resort. Here's Lightning Lane. These people lane. here on vacation. Thank you I for understand I'm more. a local. These people spent more money than me that day and are staying on property and yeah. have a limited amount of time to see everything. I don't have a problem with you giving but there, them but, an but, but if, if that were the case, you would literally have zero chance of ever getting on certain rides unless you booked a resort. There's a standby there. Right. Well, yeah. As long as there's no boarding groups that I don't have an advantage yeah. to get, and there's a standby I'm in, in history, in recent history, you would have just been tough, tough luck. Sorry, you're local. We don't like you, which is, I mean, admittedly, their business model. No, but, because it's not that at the start mm -hmm. that you were never able to, to ride flight of passage yeah it wouldn't be easy but it was you a were like, hour wait, but, yeah. but anything with the virtual queue you would not have been able to get on yeah, at virtual all. as a local not, under that system you would not have been able to ever ride it but why not provide it as an extra to the people like Tom said 
that yeah. do spend the money. And if somebody is on, on the edge, like, yeah. you know, am I going to stay at a value, a moderate, or a deluxe? Well, wait, if I stay at a deluxe, I get this lightning lane thing. Yeah. It's going to save us time. We're going to enjoy the resort Honestly, more. they should give it to the people in the value resorts first. They've been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> that bus ride, yeah. It, it makes sense. It should just be included for all of them. I don't even believe in the caste system of different hotel levels. I think they should just... To, to ask those people, it's like when they introduced the parking charges at the resorts. It was idiotic. It was, it was unnecessary. It was idiotic. It was the dumbest thing. Um, and the same with, like, charging people for the... Like, those people don't need to be nickel and dime. These are people that you convinced to come stay on your property. You're going to get a lot of money out of them. That extra $15 that you've pressed them for, that's $15 you're just not going to spend on something else. Because right. everyone has a limit. And I'll tell you what, their limit is not, oh, we're not going to go to Disney World, because people still want to go do fun things. Their limit's going to be what they spend at Disney We're going World. to counter service instead yeah. of table service. So when you squeeze right. that money out of them for a rack rate hotel, lightning lane, and all those things, that money, they don't spend more money with you. If they want to spend more money with you, they're going. If they didn't want to, it's just one less souvenir they're going to buy. It's one less, like Eric said, one less table service meal they're going to have. That's it. They, they don't understand that. They don't get it that people will find a way to come and you will get the same money out of them either way. Your guest spending ain't going to be The only high. difference is that one way they feel like they've been squeezed the whole way. Yeah. The other way they had a good vacation and we're happy to give you the money. See, but then they come back and you make money and again. Yep. That's where it's short-sighted and idiotic, right? If the people are happy and give you a bunch of money, they'll come give you money again. If they're unhappy and give you a bunch of money, you're never getting a dime out of them. That's it. You've, you've hit your max with them. They ain't coming back. But, yeah. Anything else we said about Fastpass? No, for now they're still coming. Watch the line tomorrow for a popcorn bucket. It's busy right now, but I think at the end of this 50th, I, I think there's a, the floor is going to come out of this. The floor is going to fall out of all this. It has to. There's no way people come back. People, yeah. just everyone consistently is saying we did not have a good trip. Our like, comments I'm glad are we full went. The kids liked it. I'm not itching to go back, right? And when, and when international travel returns, people ain't coming to Florida, right? People are going to go on cruises. They're going to go to Europe. They're going to go to Asia. They're going to go places. They're going to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. They're going to go Are, are you riding us your itinerary? What, what are you going to do <laughs> once you're... This, what yeah. is Tom Corlin going to do in one month? Go to Europe. Go to Asia. Cruises. Are you going to go back to the place that charged you $15 for Fast Pass and you were miserable? Are you going to go back to that? Do we know what the options are going to be at Peppa Pig theme park? They're not very good. <laughs> don't, don't put all your money on Peppa Pig. Pig Pass. You don't want to put all your Mr. money on Bull a park Pass. I want 30, Mr. Bull Pass. That's $30 a day. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It has like six rides, and it's arguable if they're rides. Good barbecue restaurant, though. <laughs> Pulled pork. She didn't like that. Number 14. <laughs> Rapid Resort Hotel Expansion. So, I don't know about everyone else, but when I was a kid, first 15 years of my life, there was like a new hotel popping up every day. It felt like at Disney World. So first I want to read you, this is, I thought this was fun. Um, this is an article from January 15, 1990, in the Orlando Sentinel. Vicki Vaughn of the Orlando Sentinel wrote this. The title, Disney shows off big plans for 90s, fourth park, seven hotels, and many rides. Seven hotels. Seven? Yeah, seven. Thank you, everybody. 
In a sweeping announcement outlining major developments at Walt Disney World for the end of the decade, Walt Disney Company officials said Sunday the company will build a fourth theme park and add 29 attractions to its existing Florida parks. Disney said each of its parks will receive major additions, including three blockbuster attractions for Epcot Center, a Soviet pavilion, a Swiss pavilion, and yeah. an attraction focusing on space exploration called Journeys in Space. Quote, in the next 10 years, said Michael Eisner, chairman and chief executive officer of the entertainment giant, we're going to do nothing less than reinvent the Disney theme park and resort experience. Eisner unveiled plans for the Disney decade in a Sunday morning conference to which media and travel industry leaders were invited. Officials of the company based in Burbank were more forthcoming about new shows and planned hotel development, saying Disney will build seven new hotels at Disney World with 4,500 rooms, bringing supply to 21,000 rooms by the year 2000. Disney already, this again, January 15, 1990, Disney already has four hotels under construction that total 5,780 rooms, and a fifth hotel, the 758-room Swan, will... Uh, has opened in November. That is an article, it's a time capsule of, of what the expansion of Disney World was like, late 80s, early 90s. So quick recap for you. June 28, 1988, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, 867 rooms. October 1st, 1988, the Caribbean Beach Resort, 2,112 rooms. 1990, the first phase of the Epcot Resort area opens with the debut of Yacht and Beach with 1,190 rooms on November 5th. The Beach Club on November 19th with 576 rooms. The Walt Disney World Swan on January 13th and the Walt Disney World Dolphin on June 4th with a total of 2,270 rooms. In 1994, they continued with Disney's Wilderness Lodge on May 28th with 430 rooms. Disney's All-Star Sports Resort on April 29th and All-Star Music Resort on November 1st, the All-Star Sports had 1,920 rooms, while the music had 1,706. On July 1st, 1996, the Boardwalk Inn and Villas opened with 378 standard rooms and 532 villas. On August 1st, 1997, Coronado Springs opened with 1,900 guest rooms. On January 15, 1999, All-Star Movies opened with 1,920 rooms. On April 16, 2001, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge opened with 1,307 rooms and delayed from 2001, opening on December 14, 2003, was Disney's Pop Century Resort, which had 2,880 hotel rooms. This was a period where they were just on a tear and just were constantly building accommodations. After Pop Century, if you eliminate DVC rooms, all they would build from that point on till now would be Art of Animation, which was meant to be built, barring 9-11, as part of Pop Century. So hard to even count that. And what they did at uh, Coronado Springs, which was they knocked down two buildings and built a tower. But other than that... Riviera. DVC. Yeah. Other than that necessary DVC building, they have not added a lot of regular rooms. In fact, they've subtracted a lot of standard rooms in their DVC expansion, <clears throat> converting rooms right now at the Grand, converting rooms at Wilderness Lodge. Um, knocking down rooms at, at Caribbean Beach to build Riviera. But this is what we said before. This is what with the Fast Pass. Back in that era, yeah. they were like, how are we going to make people come to us? And how can they spend more money here? What can we do? Well, first of all, we can offer them a hotel where they can stay on site. 
at this point, we're, they're already staying here. How can we pull more money out of them? This was just, this is how can we get the eyes of the world on here? And how can this be a complete resort where people can stay one, two, three weeks? And in a we should have a bus that takes them and has a Disney <laughs> experience the whole yeah. time. That's, that's what this all, it was yeah. all about keeping people yeah. on Disney yeah. World property. So they realized, like, yeah, they built a couple of hotels in the early days, just a handful. And for a long time, there was only a handful, right? So it was, what was it? It was Fort, Fort and Polly and Contemporary and the Golf Resort until the late 80s, until, until Grand and, and Caribbean Beach. That was it. And, and well, then they had Dixie Hotel Landings. Plaza Boulevard. Oh, those, I didn't even have those. I didn't yeah. even have Port Orleans on here. Yeah. Missed the list. Port Orleans, both of those, Dixie Landings and Port Orleans. Um, there, there weren't a lot of, and they realized, like, oh, people are staying off-site. Why do we have people off-site? We have all this land. Why don't we build themed hotels of, for every, every possible budget? It wasn't, oh, guest spending's better if you build nicer hotels. No, at some point someone said, it's better if they're Cheers. just on property to spend money. Yeah. We should build a value resort, something that's $60 a night that these big, these big groups can stay in. And, oh, by the way, wide world of sports, so we keep these value yeah. things full of football teams and soccer teams and cheerleading And a giant and convention team. center, Coronado, yeah. right? Yeah. Coronado basically built simply as a convention hotel. Now, and the Disney decade has become a, a punchline for a lot of people. And people lampooned Michael Eisner as being a bad CEO. Yeah. Let me tell you, this guy was a visionary. Yeah. He didn't, it, it didn't all work out perfect for Michael Eisner. But he was a visionary. He was passionate about yeah. growing uh, Disney World. Yeah. Uh, and, and Bob Chapek couldn't carry Michael Eisner's jock. Yeah. Michael Eisner, like, he made this happen. He made Orlando's a, a, a top tourist destination globally. And Frank Wells. And, and Frank Wells. Um, largely because of the vision of these people, yeah. right? I mean, They these saw are, they could do so much more, yeah. right? Like, that was what they said in the, in, if you watch the Imagineering story was, he and Frank came in. They said it for Disneyland, but I, I believe they really meant it for, for all the properties. Like, this could be, there's so much opportunity here. And they, they saw that opportunity. You're right. Like, you laugh at how much of the Disney decade did not happen. But I read, so when I was finding this article earlier today, um, Jake and Lauren were in the office and I read it because I was like, oh, this is, this is really neat. It's, it's more amazing to me that someone laid out a decade. They laid out a whole decade. And they said, we're going to build Splash Mountain. And we're going to build Tower of Terror. And we're going to build this boardwalk hotel. And we're going to build a fourth theme park. Some of these things were six, seven, eight years out from this point, And they happened. They were announced eight years in advance and happened. For, for the hell of it, they said the fourth park was going to open in 1999. It opened in 98. Yeah. They were ahead of schedule, by the way. <laughs> Splash Mountain, it said it was going to open in 93. It opened in 92. They were ahead of schedule. The Tower of Terror, four years before it was even built. They said, we're going to do this. We're, we're cutting this ribbons thing. regularly, right? Yeah. And now we cut yeah. a ribbon when the trams start operating <laughs> again. We couldn't That's finish. how bad it is We now. couldn't finish a ride that was mostly done. We were like, ah, leave it. Yeah. We Magic couldn't Kingdom paint the castle. Okay, but back to the resorts, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, what, what that did is that really transformed the, the, the resort, you know, Walt Disney World Resort, into something that where you had a lot of options to to explore and enjoy yeah. other than just the theme parks and maybe the one hotel you were at. You had a lot of other options for 
dining and just yeah. exploring and recreation and everything with all this. So yeah, we don't even talk about how much like the addition of fine dining, right? The addition of restaurants in general that changed everything. Activities because like recreation. Yeah. So so not only can they keep you now longer, they're also obviously giving you more opportunities, more yeah. things to do, more variety yeah. in your vacation that you never had before. Well, that's that's the difference. Before people would come and they would visit the Magic Kingdom or they would visit Epcot. Now, in that time, they could come here and vacation. Yeah. And say, like, we can do a day or two mm -hmm. or three at the pool. We can enjoy and relax yeah. here. We can, and that was something that wasn't there before. You would go, something that mistakenly happened for Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris, they went in with this, like, we're building this resort and people are gonna stay for a long time. Yeah. And Paris was like, well, after two, three days, people are just going again. It's just the other way around here. Yeah. Here people, they stay here for two weeks. Yeah. They do other stuff, yeah. but this is their home base. They come back to the hotels yeah. that were built. Are they still gonna come back right now? Are they still gonna do it? Well, if you ask me if I had the choice, I'm gonna say like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna stay down the road at, at Universal. Yeah. First of all, Cabana Bay is cheaper has a better pool, and I need to pay for parking it's as well, so what does values, it matter? You know? It's way nicer than our values. It, I mean, there's anecdotes recently of people saying that rooms at the All-Stars and Pop were $700 a night, and they could go to Endless Summer for $140 for a suite. 700 no. seems high. No, 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 I'm telling Maybe you. Maybe Art of Animation Family Suite. No, no, no. I, but I, I won't say like who, but someone something. reputable okay. in the Disney blogger community was talking about it. Seven hundred dollars for a, for a value resort. Um, so, Pete Warner had what to drink. He wasn't sure if he, he counted multiple rooms. Don't worry, don't worry about it. No, but it, it's right now. Before you didn't have the option. Yeah. And and the options were built. People were coming. Yeah. And what we're what's happening now is that. They just stopped competing. Yeah. There's no more competing. Back in the days when they, when they built those hotels, it was to start competing with the hotels around. And what can we do better, different, and what is gonna make the difference that people come to us? Yeah. And as soon as, as you have paid parking, you take away the Magical Express, you take away all this, these yeah. things where you go like, you, you well. You take away the theming from the rooms. Yeah. It. Yeah. What I, I truly believe, <clears throat> I think what makes Walt Disney World special is most of the list I just read. I think the hotels we built, I mean, obviously the Contemporary and the Polynesian and Fort too, but more so I think the, the hotels are built from like 88 until like 97, I think are the heart and soul of the Disney World experience. I think they're so unique and different from anything anyone else has done, and they bring so much to the table. Um, I think about Wilderness Lodge and Yacht. Think of Disney World should not exist without Wilderness Lodge and Yacht and Beach and Port Orleans, and those. That group is so much like that is that is what we do best. They are they are the most thematically brilliant things on this property, and they're wonderful spaces. And they're they show off what Walt Disney World was meant to be a world of its own, which a lot of the Disney other, other Disney resorts do not have the land and space to to do that for you. And that's what makes us special. Our parks are kind of blah. Our resorts are not. Our resorts are spectacular. And in most cases are worth 
spending way more time at than people do. But now for every extra night, that's 20 bucks for parking. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and now you can't get to them. <laughs> can't even get to them from the airport. I've heard um, there's a new service, Nick's Maxi Van. Brilliant thing, brilliant. It's a little dangerous, but it'll get you. It's dangerous, but don't Just we don't all... hand him a beaver nugget in the middle of the trip. Don't, don't we all love it? Now challenge. the Grand Floridian's opening their spa back up there. Not letting Nick in because he's like com offering competing services with the with foot, the foot bath. <laughs> <laughs> Just glad no one brought up facials. Great. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. Time for a commercial. What? It's the thing you get in a spa. Let's. We're gonna take a commercial break. Uh, we come back. We still have to play. Uh, who wants to win a lot of core bucks? That and much more coming your way tonight. Stick around. Hit that like button. Now on WDWNT, it's Boxed In. Boxed In is a casually chaotic show featuring WDWNT personalities Eric Morton and Jill Diffendahl unboxing Disney merchandise and viewer packages along with a few friends and a bossy little Pomeranian. Keep up with the new Disney merchandise releases, seasonal releases, festival merchandise, limited edition merchandise, wishables, pins, and more. Come join us Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on WDWNT. Delta Dream Flight, Dick Tracy, all the good stuff. All tonight. the favorite hits. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's see what's happening. Uh, oh, no, never mind. Disney Parks Incorrect Fact of the Week. I don't even know which one we're doing. The incorrect Fact of the Week uh, Bob Chapek's Pillars of Success fell due to a lack of maintenance. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know they needed to be maintained. That's amazing. You know that's incorrect because he's on a stage presenting something in front of people. So yeah. Yeah, you know it's not real. We have got a few uh, exciting weeks coming up on the program. Let's see what's coming up. Uh, next week, the most magical bus game on earth is going to happen, as well as uh, more of our biggest moments. 
and the 50-year history of Walt Disney World. Then on January 27th, it is our 200th episode, and we are pulling out Crazy. all the stops for this. Uh, I've, I've been told it's a three-hour extravaganza. What is it? Three-hour three extravaganza, hour. including the return of Kornak the Magnificent, the map game, liquid magic, rejected segment ideas from over our 200 episodes, and much, much more. Episode 200 of WDW News Tonight, January 27th. Uh, then we're back on February 3rd with 50 Moments. And on February 10th, another big show, our Valentine's Day special every year. <sighs> Not only is it the return of the dating game, which we're going to give you the rules and sign up for next week, by the way. Um, we'll have 50 Moments and a brand new game, the Not-So-Newly-Wed Game. Yeah. Which will feature some staff members and their significant others playing a version of the popular Newlywed <laughs> Game show. Love it. Um, we're really excited about that. Tickets, of course, available if you'd like to join us here in celebration in, in uh, near Orlando, Florida. Uh, available at www.newstonight.com. Yep. We hope we'll see you here. If not, we hope you'll at least join us from home. Nick, who brings us news tonight each and every week? WDW News Tonight is brought to you by the Vacationeer, the engineers of your next magical vacation. Sit back and let their team of vacation planning experts craft your family's next magical Disney trip. The best part is their services are free. Visit WDWNT.travel for details. The Vacationeer, the official travel agency of WDWNT. Obviously, Nick, you were sorely missed last week, but you know what else was sorely missed last week? I do. Walt Disney presents... All right, I think we got some good ones to make up for that. Okay, though. that's good. All right, how about the story? Uh, new Mickey and Minnie rental strollers replacing standard beige at Walt Disney World. The original Orange Bird wrote, cute, but unless adults can ride these to the front gate of the parks, no one cares. Try again. I have definitely seen adults in them. Well, I mean, the kids sure. are walking at the end of the day and like some adult getting pushed, usually at Epcot. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, Kiana wrote, uh, wish they'd add some cushion. My son always ends up with a sore bottom. To which uh, Principles Matter replied, if they're going to add cushions, it should be on the front bumper. At least half of the strollers are used as battering rams. Yep. Boy. Yep. All right, next story, Asabi's Workshop, giving guests plastic bags. Directs plastic bags. Yes. Uh, Boots17 wrote, Galaxy Wrap, limited time only. Get them all you can. Galaxy Wrap. Galaxy Wrap. Uh, Mark wrote, I heard when you get a wand at Ollivander's after watching the show, they wrap it in a Springfield napkin from Cletus's Chicken Shack. Oh, boy. <laughs> that chicken waffle sandwich is pretty decent. Uh, hopefully not used. Yeah, hopefully not used wrap. Uh, CEO Bob Chapek uh, establishes his three pillars of success for the next century of Walt Disney Company. This is why I wrote no jokes, really, for this this week, because I figured people people blasted this. We got a few. All. We got yeah, a few comments, yeah. Uh, GJ56 wrote, the problem is with his number three. It's like if I polled the population and say, do you like ketchup? How about cake, pizza, tacos? Great, we'll put them together and it will be great. It's what the people want. Sure. I mean, anything with ketchup anything. Bob Chapek. Goes great on anything. SDW wrote, he pointed to three specific pillars, storytelling, excellence, innovation, and relentless focus on the audience. 
Maybe relentless focus on emptying the audience's wallet. Yep. Uh, Andrew wrote, uh, pillars are just sturdy poles. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about JPEG here. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best one. It's so good. So good. Uh, Swifty Mouse wrote, relentless focus on their audience. Your audience wants you gone, Bob. <laughs> Focus on that. Give us what we want. Focus on that one, Bob. Go away. Oh, <laughs> boy. Uh, next story. Tables added to former site of Primeval World in Disney's what? Animal Kingdom. Uh, Brian's World wrote, uh, my own backyard deck seating area that is put away for winter looks better and more themed. God. Probably. Uh, Bacon chimed in, is this one of the pillars of success Chapek was talking about? <laughs> this thing is just screaming added value in top tier entertainment. Yeah. He's going to regret people publishing those pillars, man. Mm. All right, then uh, you, this is the picture we were talking about before you, you wrote. We found it, and it's the picture it, yeah. of the guy uh, holding up the You Run Disney Better Than Chapek sign yes. during the marathon this weekend. Uh, Steve wrote in, some heroes wear capes, some carry cardboard. Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah, everybody, everybody loved that one. It was great. Oh, was I just good. like the cats were just standing there and just letting them hold it. They're like, oh, we don't care. Such a good sign. We don't like them either. No, no. I get stopped so often by cast members now on the yeah. clock. Yeah. with name tags and they just stop and they're like keep doing what you're doing wow and that's i think that's yeah. the most wonderful thing and i always say to them the same thing i always say we'll all get through this together <laughs> <laughs> we will weather this storm and it's it's um yeah. you know it's heartwarming to know that people on the front line still love this company and care but feel differently than the ceo that's that's a wonderful thing yeah Part of what I loved about this sign is it's like on tattered cardboard. It the, only it, works on... It's I the like. charm yeah. is that it's so good. Up, so right? good. It's, it's really charming. Uh, next story here. Walt Disney World raising prices on nearly all snacks, food, soft drinks, and alcoholic beverages. Here's one of the pillars. Nomad of Waves wrote, this is what happens when you post negative signs on Marathon <laughs> Weekend. It was revenge. <laughs> he just called. He's like... $8 ice cream. <laughs> That's it. Just, they're like, hello? $8 ice cream? And he hangs up. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what to do. Uh, evil Bob Chapek wrote, why only nearly all? Let no snack <laughs> be left behind. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Then there, we don't have a graphic for this last one, um, but um, I, I don't know. Are you okay with me reading something that might be a little critical of you? Yeah, no, like, go for it. I sent be, this to you specifically. Might be sensitive. Yeah. So this was deleted. We deleted it, this because it's, yeah. it's mean. So this was on your uh, the vlogging of those uh, 50th food items yeah. that you posted on YouTube. Yeah, go ahead. This was a real thing that was written. So Space Muppet wrote, "It would be better if an overweight Tom can't help but noticing." was showing healthier options available to eat at Walt Disney World. America has huge obesity problem. Six in 10 are enormous. Why not be the leading vlogger and start a healthy eating at Walt Disney World org parks? Uh, this will help people who are doing great amounts of exercise, walking miles in the parks to take in less calories, Come on, Tom, and gang lose the galoodish shape 
and set an example. It's very sweet. It's a very sweet guy. Gang lose the galudish shape. Galudish shape. Galudish shape. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's psychotic, right? To just come in and be like, <laughs> someone did a service and reviewed a bunch of food. Let me come in and be like, you should review salads. Because yeah. everyone on vacation wants a salad. Salad. Little salad. did you see, I posted my tabbouleh salad at Sanaa this week. It's a beautiful salad. Mm. It's wonderful. I skipped dessert, too. You know, yes. My tabbouleh salad. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyway. Galudish. Galudish. Shape. Galudish shape. I, didn't even, I had to look up that word. I haven't even heard that. Should word. be a new character. Galudish? <laughs> it's a Star Wars character, probably. It sounds like one. Did you hear... Are you you're watching Book of Boba yes. Fett? Did you hear about the name of the mayor? Like the, what is Mayor McTeese? It's <laughs> Yeah. So the name of the mayor and on Book of Boba Fett is it's it's in Mach Star Wars. Chase or it's something. It's Mayor Mach Yeah. But if you say it fast, it's Mayor McCheese. <laughs> so it's a reference to the hamburger mayor from McDonald's. So good. So there's literally a canon Star Wars character that references Mayor McCheese, and I can die now, because this is, with my glue <laughs> shape, I've had a lot of McDonald's, let me tell you. And I have a, I tell you, at home, uh, I just have posters of all the McDonald's characters all over the wall. Yeah. And uh, Mayor McCheese, it made me very happy that there's a Mayor McCheese. Oh, right so good. Yeah. Love the mayor. My personal, I have a shrine to him. <laughs> anyway. All your hamburger wrappers. They're just everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just eat McDonald's every day, all day. That's what I do. Then you wrap your lightsabers in your. I wrap my wrap. lightsabers in my Keep to protect quarter pounder yeah. with cheese wrappers. Yeah, gotta you protect know. them. <laughs> it it probably works better than the plastic bag. I'll be honest. Might. God, just get a bunch of chicken McNugget boxes and tape them Oof. around. They'll work out fine. Okay, we're gonna take a commercial break. I'm gonna run around the room to try and burn some calories, and we're gonna be back with who wants to win a lot of core bucks after this. Is your lightsaber unprotected? It's unsafe to simply walk around with your hilt hanging out, whether it be on the sandy dunes of Tatooine, in the frigid tundra of Hoth, or in the extreme heat of Mustafa. Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags are the protection you're looking for. Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags cost less per unit than those thick, clumsy black sheaths, perfect for budget-conscious executives. Plus, with Dorex Clear Lightsaber Bags, you can always see your blade. We all know the ladies like to see a nice, big saber. But who has the time to deal with an unwanted pregnancy that is against the Jedi Code and or a political scandal? Well, if you're carrying one of our Dorex Clear Lightsaber bags around, we can guarantee you won't be impregnating anyone. Our clear plastic saber bags come in 26, 31, and 36-inch magnum sizes for all lengths. Plus, they're proven to prevent STDs, otherwise known as Star Tours Dirt often found in the underseat storage compartments of the Star Speeder 3000. What's that? You can't afford a 220-credit lightsaber? Well, you can still get one of our bags, you keep it in your wallet, and impress your fellow teenage boyfriends. It's certainly cheaper than a land speeder. Durex Clear Lightsaber Bags. The force is strong with this one. 
Direct care lightsaber bags do not actually protect lightsabers from damage. Do not protect against messianic pregnancies caused by midichlorians. Tauntaun skin version no longer available. Welcome to News Today with Universal Parks News Today. I'm Tom Corliss. Here now the news. We had a super chat. Our good friend Rosita Klein gave us a hundred bucks. Tom, I think you look great. I love all you guys. Figment popcorn buckets for all. Rosita, I have some bad news. A hundred dollars probably only buys four. <laughs> but thank you. But thank you nonetheless. It's very kind. I think they're I think they're twenty-five. I believe they're twenty-five dollars each. But thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's see uh, what else we can buy this week at our local grocery store. <laughs> Uh, this week, uh, Pillsbury Grand's Disney Park Cinnamon Rolls. Now with chocolate 50th icons. Yum. You got to wait till they sell out of the regular cinnamon rolls, though, and then, then you can get these. Yeah. There was a polite chuckle somewhere in the building. I'm lying. There was none. All right. Let's play. <laughs> Welcome back to Who Wants to Win a Lot of Core Bucks. We have our first contestant this week with us here. We have Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? Hey, have you put any thought to, uh, to, to what you're going to do with all these Core Bucks uh, once we get done today? Investments. Yeah, investments. lots of investments. Yeah, yeah. They might, they might raise in value as we go. Yeah. Who knows? You can put, maybe you could use them to buy some figment uh, popcorn oh, yeah, buckets. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they, yeah. they. Tom, do they take Core Bucks at the parks yet? No, you can go get some McDonald's. Okay. Oh, yeah, great. That's, that is one investment. <laughs> All right, you ready to play, Andrew? I'm ready. All right, let's let's uh, let's play. Who wants to win a lot of quarter bucks? Here we go. All right, let's see that $1 question. One quarter buck question, excuse me. All right, in Beauty and, and the Beast, what is the name of Mrs. Potts' son? Is it A, Chop, B, Gaston, C, Chip, or D, Steve? It's probably too early to use a lifeline, isn't it? Yeah, you do have a 50-50. You haven't asked Tom, and you haven't pulled the audience. It's not Steve. It's, it's <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's, let's pull the audience then. Gonna pull the audience, all right. Audience, uh, what do you think? Let's hear it. 
Oh, I hear chip, so I'm going to say it's C. C, chip. Is that your final answer? That, that is my final answer. All right, let's see. Oh, I haven't watched much Beauty and the Beast, huh? Yeah, I'm been, starting off really strong been a while, here. Yeah, been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like third grade, maybe. Uh, it is an older movie now. It's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a classic. All right, let's uh, let's see that two core question here in Zootopia. What type of animal is Judy Hopps? I just got my picture with Judy at the marathon this weekend. Nice. Yeah. A, is it A a skunk? B internet troll? Mm -hmm. C a rabbit? <laughs> Or D, a bear? I'm gonna go with C again. C, C yeah. rabbit. All right, final answer? That's my final answer. All right, let's see. Got it. All right, got a roll. Didn't have to use a lifeline there, that's yeah. good. All right, ready for that three Corbuck question? Let's get it. What did Captain Hook lose to the crocodile? Was it A, his hand, B, money, See something we can't say on YouTube. Or D, on his pocket watch. Uh, I believe it's A, his hand. A, his hand. Is that your final answer? It's my final answer. That is. Let's see. I need the hook. All right, very good, yeah. All right, your five core bug question. Let's go. What does Mary Poppins suggest the children have with their medicine? Is it A, candy from the crayon? <laughs> B, a spoonful of sugar? C, a cheeseburger? Yeah! <laughs> D, a cup of tea? I'm going to go with B. Spoonful full of sugar. Spoonful of sugar, final answer? That's right. All right, lock it in. Let's see. Very good. All right, going for 10 core bucks now. This will lock into the 10 core buck mark. What did Cinderella leave behind at the ball? Was it A, a glass slipper? B, ring? C, her cell phone, or D, a scarf? I'm gonna go with A, glass slipper. Glass slipper, final answer? That's right. All right. See, glass slipper. Got it. She never forgets her cell phone. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like if it was filmed in modern day, maybe that'd be yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so you're locked into that 10 core buck uh, mark. You at least got, you're at least gonna get 10 core bucks tonight. Let's see if we can do 15. What character greets you as you make your final approach to Epcot at the end of Soren around the world? Is it A, Eve? B, Tinkerbell? C, Figment? Or D, Jack Jack Parr? I want to go with B, Tinkerbell. B, Tinkerbell. Ride soaring around the world recently? Not that recently. So. Not that recently. All right, makes sense. Let's go uh, B, Tinkerbell, final answer. I think so. All right. Let's see, Tinkerbell.
though. Got it. Flying around. All right, here is your 25 Corva question. What is the name of the record company guest tour on Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith? A. Hollywood Records. B. Wed Records. C. Sunset Boulevard Records. Or D. G Force Records. I'm going to use my 50 50 on this one. All right, take away two wrong answers, please. That's with Sunset Boulevard Records and G-Force Records. Does that help you at all? I want to go with D, G-Force Records. D, G-Force. All right. Final answer? That's it. All right. G-Force Records for 25 quarter bucks. You got it. Good job. All right. Just that one lifeline left, but uh, we're going for 40 quarter bucks here. Big stakes. There's a majestic creature at Animal Kingdom known as Bontavok. Hopefully, Bontavok? Bontavok. Bontavok. Hello. What kind of animal is Bontavok? And is Bontavok a real word? Or is it made up to trick Nick into saying something weird? It's real. What kind of animal is a Bontavok? Is it A, a beast in the Himalayas? B, a Pandorian mountain banshee? C, a bird in the tree of life? Or D, a species of African antelope? I have no idea, so let's uh, let's see what Tom thinks. Tom knows a lot about those Animal Kingdom animals. All right, let's ring up Tom. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Nick, do I want to answer this? Yeah. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good, Nick. How's it going? You know, great. We're just here playing. Uh, do you win a lot of quarter bucks? Giving away some of your money. Um, we have a contestant here, Andrew. And uh, he's wondering if you can help him out with this question. What kind of animal is a bontabak? Uh, a bontabak is a species of African antelope, and I am 100% certain of that. They're on Kilimanjaro Safari. They can jump really high, by the way. He doesn't seem that certain. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, do you trust Tom? Yeah, I, I think I do, more than myself at All this right. moment, in the very least. So let's go with that. A species of African the... antelope. All right, the species of African antelope. Let's see if we can get him that 40, 40 quarter bucks. Ooh, good job, Tom. There you go. All right, that was the last of your lifelines. Remember, you can you can walk away anytime, and if you get the answer wrong, you go down to that 10 quarter bucks, but you can walk away with the 40 if you want, if you don't know the answer to this one. But let's see the, uh, let's see the question. Pele is the tiki goddess of what? A, wind and rain. B, time. C, fire and volcanoes. Or D, dole whips. Goddess of dole whips. Hmm. 
great job. I'm gonna go with C, fire and volcano. Final answer? Final answer. more we could secure that's a 75 core bucks here so let's get right to it For 75 core bucks where does the monorail take you after you've departed from Epcot a Hollywood Studios B transportation and ticket center C, Tokyo Disneyland. D, River Country. I'm going to go with B, Transportation Ticket Center. Final answer? That's it. All right. Got it. Nice job. You're at the 75 core buck level, so you can't drop below that. So, man, you are going to have a lot to invest in the uh, core buck market after this. Maybe I'll outpace inflation. We'll see. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see that 100 core buck question. What real-life singing group performs as the Phantom Five singing busts in the Haunted Mansion? Is it A, the Sun Tones, B, the Nighthawks, C, the Mellow Men, or D, the Williams Brothers? I'm going to go with D, the Williams Brothers. D, the Williams Brothers, final answer. Yep. But you do, uh, you do walk away with the 75 core bucks. Great job, that is a high mark. That's one of our best yet, so, so great job. Uh, we'll be back with uh, more Who Wants to Win a Lot of Core Bucks right after this.
Welcome back to Who Wants to Win a Lot of Core Bucks. We're here with our next contestant, Rebecca. Rebecca, hi. Hi. How are you doing? Um, so you came here with Andrew. Is that, is that boyfriend, husband? That's my husband. Husband, yep. all right. So uh, is it going to be like a long car ride home if you beat him tonight? Um, uh, I don't know. You want to, we'll all right. A little, <laughs> little competition here? Yeah, we'll see if all I can right. do better. Set the mark kind of high, 75 yep. Core Bucks, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see what we can do um, here tonight. Uh, we're going for our first score buck. Let's get that first question. For one core buck. How many years was the genie stuck in the lamp before Aladdin found him? A, one light year, B, 20 minutes, C, six months, D, 10,000 years. I'm pretty sure that it's 10,000 years, but I'm a little nervous about that. So I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna use a lifeline. Wow, all right. I know, yeah, I know, just, just being safe here. Um, and I'm gonna ask the audience. All right, audience, what do you think? Okay, I should have just there. gone with it. Okay, all right, all I'll right. go with D, 10,000 All years. right, let's see if you got that one. Let's see if the audience is right, they were. Good advice, good advice. All right, let's go for that uh, second core buck here. Where does Winnie the Pooh live? A, Woodland Honey Forest, B, Sherwood Forest, C, Hundred Acre Wood, or D, The Bronx? I, I do know this one because Winnie the Pooh is my favorite character and Perfect. he lives in the Hundred Acre Wood. Hundred Acre Wood, final yes. answer? Yes. Let's go for core buck three core bucks here. Which of the following is not one of the three mountains at Magic Kingdom? Is it A, Big Thunder Mountain? B, Space Mountain? C, Pike's Peak? Or D, Splash Mountain? C, Pike's Peak. Final answer? Yes, final answer. All right, going for five core bucks here. What does Hakuna Matata mean? A, get lost. <laughs> B, slimy yet satisfying. C, no worries. D, who's hungry? That would be C, no worries. Final answer? Final answer. One more, you're locked in at 10 core bucks. Let's go for 10. What waterway surrounds Tom Sawyer Island? Is it A, Rivers of America? B, Duck Lake? C, Rivers of Canada? D, The Jungle Cruise? A, Rivers of America. 
Final answer? Yes. Good job. Let's see if we go for 15 core bucks. Who stands on the globe atop the towering pillar at the crossroads of the world at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Is it A, the Sorcerer, B, Pluto, C, Mickey Mouse, or D, Walt Disney? See Mickey Mouse. Final answer? Yes. Good. All right, moving along nicely. Still have those two lifelines left. Let's go for 25 quarter bucks. Following the giant footsteps near Echo Lake will lead you to a big green dinosaur named A. Cementosaurus B. Gertie C. Sue D. Dinah B. Gertie Gertie, final answer? Final answer Gertie Gertie Sometimes Santa Gertie do you have the Santa Gertie shirt? I don't. I'm oh. selling that one. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe with uh, your 25 core bucks, you get one. I don't know. Sure. The black market. <laughs> um, all right. 40 core buck question right here. What were the names of the colorful elephant characters in the original storyline of Kilimanjaro Safaris? A, Joe and Jen. B, Major and Marge. C, Jumbo and Jumbo Jr. D, Big Red and Little Red. That would be D, Big Red and Little Red. Final answer? Final answer. Andrew's starting to sweat over there. You have two lifelines <laughs> left and you're almost to the 75 mark. Oh boy. Uh, all right, going for 50 core bucks. Here we go. What is the name of the main thoroughfare that takes you to the Chinese theater at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Is it A, Sepulveda, Sepulveda, Sepulveda? <laughs> Probably not the one they can pronounce. <laughs> what the hell? Sepulveda. Sepulveda. Sepulveda? Sepulveda Boulevard. Nah. Sepulveda Boulevard. B, I got this one. Pixar Place. Good job. C, Sunset Boulevard. Or D, Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard, D. Final answer? Yes. All right, one more and you're locked in at 75. It's a big one. Let's see that 75 core buck question. At the beginning of Toy Story 2, what character is seen playing the video game Buzz Lightyear Attack on Zerg? 
A, Mr. Potato Head. B, Ham. C, Buzz Lightyear. Or D, Rex. It's been years since I've seen this one. Um, let's do 50-50. Take yeah. away two wrong answers, please. Potato Head or Rex? I was already thinking it was Rex, so let's go D Rex. D Rex, final answer? Yes. Alright, lock it in, let's see. Oof, you got it, you got it. Alright. 75 core bucks in your pocket, let's go for 100. Which of the following villains is not featured during Fantasmic at Disney's Hollywood Studios? A. Hades. B. Jafar. C. Yzma. D. Scar. You can see you're running the show in your head. Or... Yeah, it's been a while for that one, too. Um, well, for everyone. Yeah. Um, Let's go with Yzma. I'm pretty positive on that. Yeah. Well, final answer? Final answer. All right. <laughs> All right. Still keeping that lifeline. We're going for 125 core bucks. Inching closer to that Scientists at Pandora, the world of Avatar, are part of which group? A. Alpha Centauri Expeditions, Ace. B. Wilderness Explorers. C. Pandora Conservation Initiative. D. Harambe Reserve. Pandora Conservation Initiative. That brings you down to 75 core bucks. Yeah, Not bad. 150 core bucks for the two of you. Very good. Rebecca, thank you for playing. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. All right. Is that the is that the end? Are we doing there's no commercial break, right? No, it's just sending no, it back. No, just sending the, the show. Over. All right, so back to you, yeah, Tom. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> Put the lights on. There you go. Oh, to me Take and us home. Quick get in there. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she's, she's dead. All right, post show if you're a Wigs. Oh, we're over here now. Post show if you're a Wigs member, $7 and up. We had a post show coming up for you in a few moments. And remember, kids, ah, complete your lightsaber is. Good night. Get a bag for it. <laughs>